This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Today's show is sponsored by the BC Club. That's right. We're going to take just a second to remind you, maybe you haven't joined yet, but things are going great over there. It's an online community. Uh, it's people that support this podcast by deciding to pay a little bit for it, and then they join the rest of the people. There's hundreds of people in there. They've got a great community, a lot of sub-communities. There's a bunch of perks you can see on if you go to badchristian.com, contribute. You'll see the, the different stuff you get. You get a lot of great stuff, but more than anything, you're supporting this podcast, and we thank you for it. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. I said three, two, one. Joey, you're fat, and so is your family. Joey, you're fat, and you make me sick. Joey. Kick the beat. Now you're ki- are you kind of sad, or are you smiling, Kick you fat beat. piece of shit? Kick the beat. Hey, fat piece of shit. Kick, Kick the, the beat. beat. Come on. Kick Toby's the beat. Little, with his- hey, little you turd. Your name is Little Turd, except for you're a big fat turd. Kick the beat, Joey. Go. Go. <laughs> Joey's trying not to laugh. No, Toby was snapping his fingers. It was like kick a, the beat. It was a simple freestyle. Kick the beat, fat turd. <laughs> Hello, Joey. Kick the beat. I am. I'm snapping my fingers with you. Kick the beat. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. Go it's to... the bad Christian boy. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna copy what you do. Matt, start talking. All right. So here's what I'm very. No, guys, that is a very serious thing. Like something really bad happens in my life. I need to talk about it. No, 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 no. I want to say something right now. <laughs> All right. So stuff we got to do today. We have a little bit of a different episode. We're going to play something very, very cool. And that is episode number 24 of Don't Feed the Trolls podcast, which was is the podcast Click, with bunch of McDonald's. Yep. Just for pushed right but they're matt mcdonald and nate henry uh i love those guys from the classic crime and sherwoods podcast since they've came out i think that it's just been so cool how people have accepted accepted them right so they the the big thing about this is sherwood's album is out and they did an episode about it and i think it's tremendous and i love the sherwood album and everything else like that so we're going to feature that in a little bit because they you know they talk about their new album some things never leave you They sample some of the tunes, discuss the meanings, and talk about, you know, the trolls uh, that have hassled and heckled them through the process, Sherwood through the process. So I think it's an interesting episode. So I want to catch up with you guys for a little bit, and I'm going to do some barbecue science for July. It's just been July 4th, and we just taped yesterday. I cooked out yesterday, and I want to share some info about that and talk about barbecuing. And then we'll get to this after the break to the the Sherwood stuff. But in the meantime, I want to catch up with you guys, Toby Moving us traveling we've had some weird episodes lately we've been at audio feed we had a live episode and the one before that was an interview with chad so goodness gracious people are just dying to know how well, are we I doing personally that's where we're I at i think right it's now. uh i think it's a little unique of a situation toby's technically been moved for a little while but it has not changed our relational dynamics at all because of being out on the road with you guys audio feed and toby's kind of coming back and forth in charleston but i want to tell you this matt toby has felt this move in his heart so he a couple of sundays ago he left church it was his last time ever uh-huh as a as an employee helping to lead Seacoast James Island, Amen. and he left there to to drive to Nashville, drive his family to Nashville. The Hallelujah. very next day, he calls me, and it's one of those. So, how you doing? 
but it's completely sincere, completely genuine, asking me questions about how yesterday went, asking me all these like, how are you doing questions? How's your family? He was not joking around. Mm -hmm. The young man missed me. I believe it. You missed me. It was sinking in that we weren't living in Charleston again. And I actually had to stop and say, Toby, let's think about this conversation. We've talked to each other in the last 30 hours. Why are you asking me these questions? And he died laughing. What'd you die laughing at? Because you recognize the reality of that? Okay. I just want to say this. <laughs> Guilty as fucking charged. <laughs> okay. Is that what you want to hear? I moved away from my best fucking friend and I'm supposed to just swallow it. and just It's okay. Is that is that the shit that you you're okay with it? Well, you can fucking move on without me that easy. Matt, oh, I'm just gonna keep preaching sermons. I'm just gonna keep on keeping on. You're an asshole right now, Matt. Listen to this. I there was a, a closeout duty that Toby had that I really needed him to do, and that was to type up all the stuff that he does on Sunday mornings. Because I'm telling you, the boy's a machine. On Sunday mornings, he gets his uh, ass up at the crack of dawn at five thirty, and crack he, dawn. he is he is taking charge, boy. He is the man. So Thank I wanted you. I wanted him to type up a booklet of all the stuff that he does, so our volunteers can go through it quickly and everything. I walk in to my office and there is a printed packet of papers on my desk. Who does that? I wanted a file. I don't know where the file is now. I can't send it to anybody. How old school are people? You, you put it in the it file up and cabinet, printed it out. Put it in the file like cabinet. I died laughing. I said, Sarah, I want a digital copy of this. I was like, why did my best friend print something out and put it on my desk? Nobody prints stuff out and puts it on your desk anymore. Hey, that's very well, primitive. It's why I can't work at church anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they, <laughs> they're too advanced. They're too ahead of the times. And yeah, no, I'll say this. Okay, I, I am still basically still working for Seacoast, and so I I did call Joey. I wanted to ask how our ocean baptism went, and he just would not answer, and it was driving me insane because. I do have a loyalty to our church and how things go. And because I was missed that baptism, I was able to get farther down the road on Sunday and then make it to Nashville and move my family in because we had to be there by noon. And so that is why I called you for sure. I actually do feel loyalty of something about the. It's really strange. I struggle with the system of church, but something in me wants it to run really well. And I, I can possibly thrive within it too. Like the structure of church helps me. And so I go, wait, for our baptism on a beach baptism, you need this, 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 and this. And these things, you know, I mean, it's not that much, but so I actually was curious, did it go well without me? There. So the next day, though, you called just to see how I was doing. Well, I was driving down the road and I just thought, hey, I talked to my friend. I thought that's pretty interesting. I, I get, no matter what, it's really funny, I get the phone juice when I'm in the car. <laughs> like if I'm riding down the road, especially by myself, because I was in the van by myself pulling a U-Haul, I get the phone juice unreal. Like but I, Joey I call Spinson, my, the person you the, just saw. Yeah, right after you, I called my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually called my brother. See how he's doing. I mean, all kinds of crazy stuff. So I just I do get the phone juice. Uh, for some reason, you must have really had it with all the traveling you've been doing lately. Oh, That's I insane. mean, it's been unreal. Just I, just to let people know, it is crazy. It this is Tuesday. Uh, not yesterday, but Monday before I, uh, well, Sunday, actually, the Sunday before. So it's been a week and, what, two days. I have been traveling basically nonstop. I, I do not understand. I told somebody this, but it is crazy that I would 
um, move, like move my family to a new state, but fit in a Emory tour around that. Like what in the hell is wrong? So you with got that? to Nashville, gotten your new place. And then 48 hours later, we're doing yes. shows. We're doing shows and we go to I, Atlanta yes. back to Nashville, then to audio feed. And then we got, we got back from, I just got back from audio feed two days ago and you got back from then and then went from Nashville back to Charleston, where you are right now, as of this tape flew in this morning and insane. I have to drive to Nashville tomorrow. <laughs> wow. That's hey, unreal. Here's the funny part is most wives would just be beside themselves hating be, it. Yeah. Jessica loves it. She's, she's just like, chilling. He, she, yeah. He's out of that. He's out of my way. I know. Yeah, she's I told set up. She I just texted me all hearts and smiley faces. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's great. But, it's insane. but here's the thing. I want to tell you all this for sure. It's really weird. I don't know why this happened. It hasn't happened in years, literally years, but two times on this tour. One, Matt, you'll remember this. When we played Atlanta after the show, I wanted to get back to Nashville real quickly. So I kind of maneuvered my way into convincing the guys, let's just sleep in the van. We got done with the show. It was like midnight. We went to Applebee's. We hung out. It was like one in the morning. I was like, hey, we have nice cushing uh, in the back, it's, it's, it's as big as like a full bed, maybe even a queen bed. Mm-hmm. It's like, Matt and Devin, you sleep there. Dave, you and I will sleep on the bench. You, Dave, you get the big bench. I'll wake up early. And so I slept on the bench. And then after audio feed, Joey and I, instead of going back to the hotel, there were some crazy reasons for that. But um, I, Joey and I slept in the van at audio feed. And I want to tell you, at 40 years old, I don't think I can do that anymore. Really? Like my, my back and neck are hurting. Like, really? they, yeah, like I've been actually physically injured by sleeping in, on a bench and in the van. I, 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 I it. love it. I love it mentally. Yeah. I don't know if my body can handle it. You don't it think anymore. it was the show the and all that that hurt it? Well, I mean, I've done other shows. I it, Seriously, after I slept in the van, after, I mean, we played an acoustic show, and then we slept in the van. The next day, mm-hmm. like my, my neck was making weird cracking noises and my lower back hurt unreal. And it was now I did get the small bench and all that stuff, but still, I don't know if I can handle that the way I used to. I used to be like, I, man, you know, <laughs> when Emory at the height of our touring, I always slept in the van. Yeah. Like we'd get a hotel. I was like, I'm not going in. That's stupid. I want to wake up. And be, yeah. It, it's so fun because I sleep in my clothes. I immediately get out and drive, start driving. I, I love that. I love, I love having my shoes on. We usually parked at a McDonald's or a you know like a pilot gas station or something. I love just waking up and immediately heading out, but I don't. I'm very scared that I'm actually getting old. It's yeah. kind of scary. You're very scared that you're getting old. You are. Well, I'm scared old. that I can't do what I used to do. Yeah, like I can't jump over things like anymore. Like I, I can't. <laughs> you you can't know, like if you over. you know like a rope or a chain that blocks off the entrance to a parking lot. You know, they have it from post to post. <laughs> I don't jump over those anymore because I'm scared I won't make it and I trip. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, Matt, you said that this was the most fun you've had with me in a while. Why is that? I well, you seem to not be depressed. I mean, yep. you did you did your mandatory like uh, hour and a half on and then hour and a half with a blanket over your head and headphones on. You'd still do right. that to avoid being around people for any consistent length of time. Yeah, but you, Joey but flew into Nashville. Worked. We rode to Indianapolis and then great. we rode to Urbana and then we rode home. I rode home with Joey and I swear I agree. I thought that was the best traveling for your brain that I've ever seen. You were very talkative and friendly and nothing got you down. It was <laughs> amazing. I was talking to Joey one time, Toby, and I didn't tell you this, but the we were talking about the diet. So you know a while back when we did low carb diet and he did 
you know, he just thought it was, it was a low crab diet and he avoided all the crab. Right, you know, right. He had that problem. Well, <laughs> yeah. So he's been working really hard at a keto diet, he said, he said, but he'd been, he'd been gaining weight and didn't understand what it was. And we talked to some other BC club people there. Joey thought that keto was short for taquito. <laughs> so he's been, he's been he's on the, the keto the, the diet. Taquito diet? Yes. Yeah. Joey. It's been good, man. You didn't do the chips and salsa, yeah. dear God. No, it's just all keto. <laughs> taquitos, he thought that was. So it's not been going really well. But we did see the BC Club people, people at Audio Feed. I had a terrific time there. And we even brought them pizza. And it was not keto pizza. It was legitimate deep dish stuff. And people always, I want to just set the record straight. Keto diet is my way. It's my lifestyle. I love it. I usually abandon it once every month or two when I travel for three days, weekend a week. I almost always abandon it during that time. And then right back to it when I get home. So just so you know, when you do see me out, it seems like I'm a hypocrite because I'm always talking keto. And then if you see me somewhere, I'm most likely eating pizza. But uh, in the uh, BC Club people have been, been doing so great. I'm so encouraged to meet those people and see them actually losing weight. And it's, it, was, it was really fun. So anyway, uh, I had a great, great time at Audio Feed. I thought our our sets went really well. And I love the, the live podcast that we just put out. I thought that was a great episode too. So, all right, it is July. People will be grilling. Lots of people on the keto diet, eating a lot of protein and fatty meats, grilling them up. Uh, so let's talk about how it works a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about barbecue and cooking uh, science. We're going to do this all month long, once a week. So here comes the music, and we'll do it. Astrophysics, chemistry, cellular biology, mathematics, gravitation, electromagnetism, evolution. And now it's time for Science Lessons for Christians. Because when it comes to science, Christians are stupid. All right, so this week... The I want to talk about heat. That's all I want to really discuss is heat and how it works with cooking. So if you think about cooking, it's really just a combination. Cooking essentially equals heat plus time. Yeah, because so, Matt, honestly, there's you can't add cold to anything because cold is just the absence of heat. True. Okay. So yeah. cooking is essentially just heat plus time. And then there's different kinds of heat that you use is a very important thing to understand. I think most people don't think of it this way. But when you're cooking... There is uh, three three types of heat, and they come into play even more in barbecue or outdoor grilling, stuff like that. So there's convection, conduction, and radiation. So those may be relatively self-explanatory in themselves. So convection would be like when there's a hot air temperature, let's say 425 in your oven, and you're cooking taquitos, let's say, Joey, for your keto diet. Yeah. yeah. So that that's convection. It's just air passing by stuff, warming it up to temperature. It does uh, the least as far as uh, causing chemical reactions and different uh, things going on there. So the next one is, that's like your standard cooking. Anyway, the next one is conduction. That's called seduction. No, conduction. Oh, conduction. Right. Okay, so conduction is when the heat source is directly in contact with the food that it's cooking. So let's say uh, the grill grates on your grill or a cast iron pan or something like that. So the heat is transferred directly to the uh, food, which causes a bunch of different chemical reactions in, in, in you know, being there in direct contact and at high temperatures. Okay. And then the last one is radiation. And radiation is, if you think about fire, uh, like, like if you oh, okay. put a, a marshmallow near a fire, it's the radiant heat coming directly off of 
the flames or the heat source directly. Uh, and so, and that is actually radiation energy, electrons, you know, th- uh, the energy hitting it. Uh, and don't freak out about radiation, of course. Uh, l- all the light that hits your eyes, radiation. So we're talking about here uh, infrared radiation. So it's just lower in the spectrum and it's uh, coming off of heat sources and cooking your food. So that one also creates more of the char and uh, more chem- uh, more chemical reactions and things to happen in uh, the food that you're cooking itself. That would be broiling too, right? It and broil. That's right. Broiling. Yeah, broiling would be uh, yeah, broiling would be radiation. It's like it'll burn the toast directly there. It's not about the air temperature. Oh, it doesn't man. cook the same on the bottom and the top when you do something like broiling. I don't like the sound of radiation. Well, again, it's it's not dangerous radiation. It's just infrared. It's lower frequency uh, light energy that's coming off of of the heat source. So nothing to be afraid with with the, the uh, radiation. So what we're what you're looking for in all of these things is the types of chemical reactions and what actually is happening to the food for different desired results. So the two the two reactions that are really important and matter a lot. One is called the Maillard reaction, and I don't, I, the guy's French. M A I L L A R D. Maillard. I think you're trying to think of Maillard. Yeah. Well, no, I, I don't know how you pronounce it exactly, but that's what it is. And oddly yeah. enough, it's that same reaction is the same thing. Uh, creepily that happens to you in a tanning bed where you're cooked by radiation also ultraviolet in that case though all right so what people love is that charred seared thing and it's wonderful and in what it what it's caused by is that some the proteins being denatured denatured proteins combining with sugars in there and then they cause all kinds of other particles to arise. And it's very, very complex, and there's a lot of richness and, and neat stuff. They're a very desired effect when you're grilling the grill marks, you know, in cast iron, the seared bottom, that kind of thing. So we're talking about the in the Maillard reaction, that that is uh, bark on barbecue or crust on stuff, uh, grill marks, you know, a lot of those savory, complex things that you're looking for there. There's over 600 different particles and aromas um, that can be brought out in, in this regard. Something that doesn't happen with convection. So that's why do you you know do you bake your pork loin or do you grill it? That's why it comes out differently because temperature and heat are not equal. If that makes sense to you, you can think about the grill grate on your grill may be 480 degrees, but it's direct conduction into the meat versus the air temperature of 450 degrees. So temperature and heat are not exactly equivalent. Different stuff, different goals, different outcomes. Convection is not bad, of course. Then convection also happens on the grill. That would be the indirect side of your grill while you're roasting a chicken. That'd be convection primarily. Now, don't confuse the Maillard reaction with caramelization, which is admittedly related. But caramelization is the actual breakdown and chemical change of sugar when heat is applied. So if you take sugar, put it in a pot. On the stove, it'll start to turn brown and butterscotchy, and then it'll get firmer and firmer and browner and butterier. And so anything with sugar in it as it's heated can caramelize. So, you know, like I said, just tons, tons of different ways to do things. It's not just about heating stuff up. That's not what cooking is. So understanding how the concepts work of those things, very important. And here's something I would recommend. Quick tip, get a good thermometer. Make sure you understand the temperatures that that you're working with and how those Temperatures will affect the meat and or the whatever it is that you're cooking. So uh, here's a rule of thumb: if you don't have a thermometer, if you can hold your hand above 
your grill for only about two seconds. It's about 450 degrees there. And if you can hold it for five to six seconds, it's about 250 degrees, which is you know, how you would cook a, a pork shoulder if you were making pulled pork low and slow, they would say, for five hours, six, seven hours kind of thing. So understanding these concepts and how to apply them will allow you to, you know, be able to improvise and tweak stuff and not just follow recipes and directions if you're that kind of person. All right, how about a pop quiz? Toby, I got one for you. What is it called, the black marks on your steak in the X pattern, if you get real good grill marks? Toby, what is the cause of that? <laughs> um, I'm going to guess. Convection, no. conduction, or radiation? Um, radiation. No. Convection. No. Conduction. <laughs> okay. You got it, man. Great. Yeah. I was so, going to say heat. Heat is, heat is right. Heat is right. Well, Matt, I would like to. I'd Why like, is it called barbecue? That's what I want to know. I'd like to. <laughs> no one's ever warrant. told me. I'd like to add to Matt's wonderful segment and say that, hey, if you shut the grill, if you shut it and you walk away, your kid could accidentally touch it or put a pet on it. Yeah. So if you're going to be cooking outside and uh, you shut that thing, mm, don't walk away don't unless walk you away. warn your family members. Don't walk away. Because they could touch it or put a pet on it. Touch it or put a pet on it. If your son did put his palm of his hand on the outside of your grill and it got burned, by what heat method would his hand be burned, Joey? That'd be called conduction. That is right. It's, it's just got direct. It. I always student. thought it was seduction. I always did. I just did. Yeah. Sorry. I'm not going to apologize, but that's, that's what no, I, I don't want you to apologize. I'm not going to. Seduction is what happens when you well, walk into where, a food restaurant. So there's conduction, radiation, not con- order conduction. Where, where does seduction fall into this? Seduction Matt? is when you walk into uh, a fast food restaurant. You can't not order. Mm-hmm. Right. That's seduction. You that's get right. the five for five. Yeah, that's what you got yeah. to do. Yeah, that's what you got to do. Matt, thank you so much. Next week, I do want to hear why it's called barbecue. Okay. I need to, I need to know scientifically. Well, there's big debates on that, and it's cultural. It's not scientific, but uh, on what is barbe- what mean? what does it mean when people say barbecue? But anyway, thank you for letting me get that out. We'll get into more specific stuff uh, next week or, yeah, sometime next week. Now, again, what we're trying to do today is we want to air this episode of Don't Feed the Trolls podcast for you guys so you can get a peek into what that podcast is, but mainly because we're really excited to celebrate the release of Sherwood's album and said instead of us talking about it, it'd be great to let Matt McDonald and Nate Henry from Sherwood, who run that show, and uh, you know, here's what they're going to do. They're going to talk about the new album from Sherwood that is, in fact, out now, doing well, and charted better than their last album, by the way. Big deal. Anyway, they're going to sample some tunes over there and talk about the making of the record, the song meanings, and stuff like that. Uh, this is a great episode. Sherwood's a great band, and everything is just so wonderful. So we'll take a break, and we'll be right back with Don't Feed the Trolls and Sherwood's new album. Matt, do you know what I can't get out of my mind? Uh, Weebly. Weebly! And I love it because I cannot create a website, but guess what I can create? A song. And I want to tell you my devotion to this awesome, awesome platform called Weebly. This website called Weebly that creates it. Here it goes. When you don't know what you're doing. Weebly. When you are kind of scared. Weebly. Weebly. Right on. That's, you get that pumped up just because they have simple drag and drop technology? Weebly, Matt. Don't you understand? I can't get it out of my head because I need websites. I need at this time of my life to build them. I'm stepping out on my own. There's several websites I got to build. So I need 
Weebly, oh Weebly, I love you. Can you sing that too? Yeah. Weebly, I love you. You are awesome (laughs) and you are the way. Well, let's be a little more specific. They're awesome because they have professionally designed themes. You can do everything drag and drop. You can make your online store, blog, or website and update it and maintain it from your mobile device. It's amazing. You've got ideas. Join everybody else, over 30 million people, and start for free at weebly.com slash badchristian. That's dot com slash badchristian. Weebly.com W-E-E-B-L-Y. Why? Because Weebly is the best. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of Don't Feed the Trolls. This week, we've got huge news. Uh, huge, huge news. It's huge. Huge. Uh, huge. Uh, June, June 17th, Sherwood, that's Nate's band, came out with an album called Some Things Never Leave You. And you can listen to Nate sing You Songs. To sleep, to work, wherever you want. On Apple Music, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, whatever. Just search Some Things Never Leave You or search Sherwood. It's the first thing that pops up because they have a new album. Why is this relevant to our podcast? Because so many trolls had to be starved to make this album. An unbelievable (laughs) amount of trolls lay starving uh, in the wake of this album, uh, and maybe we could talk a bit about that uh, coming up. I mean, previous your previous album uh, Q came out in 2009. Nate, that's a seven-year musical famine for Sherwood. Yeah, I mean, and that's such a great metaphor for the Bible and all the famines <laughs> of seven years. You know, the seven droughts. years. Yes, the seven years of corn rose up and ate Sherwood's music. Exactly. We had a seven-year drought. Um, a seven-year itch. A seven-year uh, itch after the drought. Yeah, can can you have the seven-year uh-huh. itch after not doing something that you want to do? Well, I think again? the seven-year itch makes you want to do something else, so that wouldn't be a good example for this. Um, but, well, you want to do something else like another Sherwood album, because you weren't no, doing that true. for seven that's years. True. Yeah, I, I know. And it's funny, because this podcast intro has been a new Sherwood song. Oh! Back and, home. And, and, it's called Back Home. That's that's the it's track five on the on the new record. Yeah, track five on the new record is our podcast intro. Uh, we did that back in January. That's how long we've been waiting to put this record out. What six months? Because <laughs> that's speaking speaking of trolls, it takes six months to put out an album because you have to have people yell at you to do stuff and get stuff made. Yeah, um, but but this case, I think it was just a vinyl that was slow. But yeah. Um, yeah. it's a long it's a long process and. Uh, you know, I've been working with with Nate and both Nate and Dan from Sherwood uh, to release their new album on BC Music, which is part of my label gig. Uh, and yes, hmm. the albums take a long time, and they take teams of people to do properly and do a, do a good job of it. But why don't we? Why don't you just explain to us this album, um, what it is, what it means to you? Maybe we can go th- go through some of the songs and sample some stuff for people. Because honestly, you guys, this is not like a, you know, we're not trying to like promote totally, but we 
are a little bit. Uh, the reason for this podcast is kind of an answer to uh, what Don't Feed the Trolls is. How are we supposed to tell people not to feed their trolls if we're not um, sharing, uh, sharing our own victories in, in, that, in that realm? And I really do see that this album is a victory. I mean, you guys, just to get mm, to this point, mm, mm. there's so much band uh, drama, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Um, you guys live all over the country. You're, you know, you're not in the same room together. Um, you, you've all gone into different uh, fields of work. So why this album? I was, you know, I was telling on uh, an interview I did the other day that, like, you know, being in a band, you don't realize what you're signing up for, and if you have a little bit of success, then you're going to get bugged about whatever you did the rest of your life. Right. Like, there are bands on obscure record labels that put out records 20 years ago, and someone at a grocery store goes, "Hey." you look like that guy in this band I used to like. And the guy looks over and he goes, I was in that band, jerk. And then he walks out, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you're a part of this weird marriage and it stays with you the rest of your life. Right. Um, so, man, honestly, I was just so tired of Dan emailing me and all this bullshit that we had to deal with all the time. <laughs> just like, why don't we make this stupid album? We broke up this band and you can't let it go and I can't let it go and people are still tweeting at us and what the hell? Let's yeah, just- for the audience, uh, the Dan he's talking about is is Dan Koch, who was on our uh, self-awareness episode. If you uh, want to meet Dan and get get some insight into who he is, you can just listen to that episode. If, you, if you've already listened, then you know very well that Dan is, you know... W- one big part i i don't know i would say half of the kind of the leadership of sherwood and so you guys have a long uh a long history of of you know the the right amount of butting heads um maybe even maybe even more so (laughs) than than the right amount (laughs) so dan dan and i are like we're like the two parts of dysfunctional captain planet you know what i mean (laughs) uh for for those of you who don't know, that's an awesome TV show of like how people come together with, their, with our powers combined. Yeah, we form. So, and in some senses, we're we're the head and the heart of of Sherwood and Joe and the rest of the guys were the arms and the legs. But right, yeah, we, we kind of make up one normal lead singer. Like you have a lot of the skills that a normal lead singer has, which is like writes songs, sings lyrics. And then the band kind of forms around these, these talents. But Mm -hmm. Dan and I kind of had it split down the middle talent wise. Um, You know, we kind of needed each other and that was kind of good and bad. So I don't know, man. I mean, some things never leave you. Uh, It's like the good memories never leave in some senses. You remember these great times you had with these band guys making music, traveling, um, and our fan base never left us. Let's let's be real. I mean, that's a huge part of it. Um, you guys were our able fans, to you guys were able to to make a crowdfund campaign that was um, over fully funded. Uh, you know, crush yeah. your goal. And this is seven years after putting out music. People are still people are interested in giving you their money without even hearing what you've done yet. Because they know, yeah. based on your previous work, that it will be good. So you have 
you have fans and you still have fans. So it must have been pretty good work, your previous work, because people are, are still around. They're not, they haven't moved on. And that's an honor. It's Some things nice never day. left them. Some things never left them. When the we gave them just the old fashioned rockin', Matt, and they couldn't get over it. <laughs> So, you guys uh, were always like a softer band than, than my band, and I always was uh, jealous of that. And I know grass is always greener on the other side, but you know, yeah. you talk about rocking, and I just, I remember, you know, at some point in, in 2008 or 9, I realized I just didn't want to be an aerobics instructor on stage anymore, trying yeah. to get the crowd going, you know? <laughs> I wanted we, to we play ter- an actual guitar and be an actual musician. And uh, that was kind of like our, that was like our, our, the whole thing in the scene that we were in was like, yeah, jump around. Yeah. And you guys it's, were, you guys were more of a, a bandy band, you know, you all played your instruments and, and, you know, you jumped around a bit, but like, you weren't like, it wasn't about a mosh. It's funny. A band is almost like the progression of a normal human life. You look back 10 years ago and you're like bleach, frosty tips and <laughs> Pack Nor t-shirts and Jinko jeans, and you're like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> what was I wearing? What you know what I doing? mean? And, yeah. You know, you look back on yourself, just like you look back on your band, you go, oh man, what were we doing? But yeah, so um, some life experience. You know, I wish we had this life experience when we originally started writing our band uh, song, writing our band songs, because uh, there's just more to write about now. Um, yeah. And everything kind of comes full circle. You have a little bit of downtime, and it's like, to me, it kind of felt like I always wanted to do another record, and now more than ever, it feels like that timing could be coming to a close. Right. Like, getting busier and busier by the moment, and I tried to explain this to Dan. I was like, dude, I can't wait till you have a couple kids, because you're going to call me and apologize for all these lame things you've done to me. In the well, last well, it's, six it, months. It, it is kind of, I know it's kind of smug to say, but like my friends who are like, I mean, Dan's married and he has a job and you know, that, that whole thing. Um, so he can relate in some, some regards to, um, to adult adulting adult life. But, uh, my friends who are single and are, they're like, man, I'm just so busy. I'm like, you have no, it's sort of like, it's, that's cute. That's cute that you're busy. <laughs> That's cute. That's cute. <laughs> or it's like, you know, That's college nice. kids, they're like, I'm so busy. I'm like, why do you have time for six hours of intramural sports all day long? Like, yeah, like you're so busy so you can play video games for two hours a day? <laughs> yeah. Enjoy it now. I'm sure I could get so much more busier. That's the scary thing. Yeah. Like, if I'm busy now, holy crap, we could get so much busier. So, um, <laughs> well, ju- well, so, we'll jump. Yeah. yeah, let's jump into the record. Let's talk about some of these songs. And uh, yeah. I imagine you're going to splice in some of the tunes and parts and interweave. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, totally. Outside in. What's, yeah. What, what, is that, what does that say to you? What does that do to you? It's the opening track on the record. Um,. What does it mean? How does it feel? Some people like to know what songs mean. Some people don't like to know what songs mean. 
I remember rewriting the intro uh, lyrics to this. Dan had different lyrics, and I kind of said, you know, like, I kind of changed the lines to the intro. In the wake of morning light, these thoughts that I can't defend. Um, it's like the opening line of the record. What a great, what a great line. Um, Waking up to thoughts. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Are you are you one of those people who have a busy mind and you're tortured by your thoughts? I don't know. I've always struggled with this. I always feel like our career felt that way. Just yeah. some days, man, we were on cloud nine, and then some days I was just like, oh, gosh, the hell am I doing? Mm-hmm. Like, what am I doing in this van on Warp Tour in the jungle? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, God. Dude, like it was just this, and then then like we'd get a phone call and like guys, you're getting this whole free thing, um, and you get hooked up and you're gonna be on this tour and like this sponsor and you're gonna get free cell phones. And you're like, what? Awesome, you know? And you <laughs> you feel just great. Dopamine receptors just going nuts. You're getting stuff. Yeah, yeah, but um, but this song, I just think to me, a lot of this record is about kind of like. Us coming to a, a, an age where we believe our own things. Right. We fully moved on from, here's the things you have to believe. Here's the thing you have to say. You know what I mean? I don't have to believe these things about uh, uh, life. Right. Um, truths that I've been told are truths. Are they true? Um, oh, I don't have to vote for this person. Oh, I don't have to live in this state. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Just... right. Some people get that maturity early. I didn't. I don't know why, but I was just a very naive kid. A lot of experiences, my friends were doing things and messing around with girls, and I didn't even know I was, I didn't even know I was a male. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, oh, I'm a boy. I got boy parts. Okay. How do I get closer to you? Yeah, and the next one's kind of a dancey, cool song, uh, Closer to You. It took a... There's like a Blink-182 version of this song that we did with Reliant K that didn't make it. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, and then it kind of turned back into the... It just didn't fit the record, and then it kind of became this version. Wow. Um, very Blink-182 style. Maybe we'll release it as a B-side. Wow, that's funny. I didn't, I didn't realize that. I love the, the, the rhythm and the feel of this song. I think it's really cool. It, it was the hardest song to write. It went through a lot of different versions. Right. Um, the chorus was something. The, the chorus was, Won't you come out and let, let me come, come over? That was a chorus. And it was Super Blink-182. And then we kind of thought, Ah, uh, are we really that band? No, we're not. So, <laughs> so that became the we, bridge. S- that became the bridge. So I wrote that line 
as the chorus when Dan sent me over this song, and I think that line is the catchiest part of the song, and I'm well, super biased. It's always great to have a have a nice catchy bridge. Well, I just like that line and that. And I was like, won't you come out or let me come over? Um, and then that, that stuck. So uh, it's weird how songs get written. That literally just, that was the first thing I heard that came to mind when I heard that little melody. And that, that was that. Is that song? This is the seven rewrite song. It's the hardest, but uh, it's a, it's a, it's a. Yeah, so this you're is about be marriage. Biased against it, I I didn't hear it through the rewrites. I just heard the finished product, and I think it's, I think it's awesome. So cool, cool. Yeah, no, it it we I think we do things in a way where you can't tell too much, or we just scrap the song. It becomes right. a B side. If if for those you don't know, songs that usually don't make the record have been chopped up and rehashed so many times they just. Yeah. They're not there. If they're There's not no, an A side, they're a B side. Yeah, but this song's about marriage. Um, I don't know if people get that, but hmm. um, it's about kind of like a young couple that gets married, kind of like you and Christy, um, hmm. and sort of got married when they were adolescents and had these adolescent memories together. But now they're older. So it's kind of like you're doing these things you did as kids to try to find that youthful energy right. you had in your relationship. So, uh, I don't know if we just go through the, the song. This song's called Little Bit Better. Track three, A Little Bit Better. And that's a nice little catchy number, too. Yeah, and we put this on many episodes because lyrically it just synced up with so many of these podcast episodes you were doing. And a lot of people are like, what's that song? I can't find that song. So, <laughs> Yeah, a lot of our podcast is about trying to get a little bit better. Someone tweeted me the lyrics of this yesterday. It was cool. It's hard to know if how you feel is the way things really are. Yeah, that's a good line. I mean, I like the melody of it. I think that's my problem as a human being. I'm a very sensitive, very emotional person. That's probably the most personal line. I think I could sum up the last seven years of this drought in Sherwood when it's hard to know if I wanted to do this record hard to know if i was really pissed off at dan enough to never talk to him again um <laughs> or just how you feel about the whole situation is is true or, or something that's kind of uh, conceptualized in your head to to be a certain way yeah I, I didn't know how mad i was at him or if i if i had a justification to be as frustrated as i was or right. if everyone quit on me but was, was that true did everyone quit sherwood how am i supposed to change That whatever narrative you tell yourself, absolutely, if it's a negative one, it can, it 
def- it definitely can seem super real. And that's kind of what we're seeing in, in, in politics. Every politician drops a, uh, some negative narrative about how the country is going to hell in a handbasket. And people respond with this incredible fear that it's a reality. It's powerful. It's very powerful. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and, and I think the greatest maturity is to be able to see, sort through the feelings and actually say well this is true and this is not right. true based on these feelings and I, I don't know if i don't know if it's possible for anyone inside of a situation to do that but some people can but yeah you need help so that song's that's why we get married. that song's yeah <laughs> right just to get a little bit better yeah. um so as long as we're just getting a little bit better every day not not numbing the pain but learning how to do good things with it so that's what that song is about great um and it's one of my favorites on the record. Uh, New Year's Eve, um, man, I just wanted to write a love story like it happened to me. Um, yeah. And that's what that song's about. And that's that's a that's just a slow jam. It's got like a Jimmy Jimmy Eat World feel. And uh, so it's it's like three memories. It's like how you kind of met somebody and you kind of had this moment. Like, I don't know if you, looking back, like when's the first time like you remember like seeing Christy and having this feeling of like you didn't have the previous time. Yeah. Yeah. I know and that. then you kind of knew I'm hooked. I'm yep. hooked. Oh no, I miss you. Yeah. Uh, so it starts out with that hook of like, um, kind of like they're in the city. They missed the train. They lost their way home. And then she leaves and you're like, Oh shit. She's just left with like a feeling, and I'm super vulnerable now. And damn it! Uh, so, and then like at the end, like them getting married and stuff. So it, it's it's just like a cool love song. Um, but I, I like it. Yeah, talk about back home. Back home is the uh, is 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 kind of like been the soundtrack for this podcast. Uh, without people knowing where where it was from, and a lot of people asking, "Hey, what's the music behind your guys' intro?" We we have the recorded intro where the, where we say, "Welcome to don't feel and you can play that there." But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the music from it, and that is this song. Um, this was actually a B-side from our last record and ended up making it uh, on this record. I convinced Dan to, he was like, I hate that song. And I'm like, no, no, no. The verse is cool. 
and it's got a cool feel. It just needs a new chorus. So, um, so this is just a classic, uh, you know, where a lot of people are now. Just a lot of my friends are getting divorced, and uh, sadly, this kind of just became about a lot about, yeah, that that feeling that like something, some kind of grass is greener. Um, yeah. And but at the end, the person's saying, you know. You think the grass is greener, but ever since the last time I've seen her, I know it's a lie. Because, baby, I'm on your side. Your side of the grass. So you're kind of finding out that at this point in life that, like, the grass isn't greener. It's actually fucking brown on the other side. <laughs> but there's this mirage in your brain. It's, oh, it's green. Get over yeah. there. This is dirt. Yeah. Someone spray painted the dirt. Yeah. The be, hell? Where, be where you are. Oh yeah, so uh, yeah. Unless it sucks, then Lee, I don't know. <laughs> Give me bad uh, sometimes, advice. sometimes there is grass. The grass is dead on your side. Yeah, for least, sure. Then you got to do something about that. But that doesn't mean the grass is greener somewhere else. It just means you're standing on a dead lump of grass. Yeah. So <laughs> be be wary of your your where your shoes are. But water your grass. Yes. First <laughs> or get astroturf. And if it don't grow, well, you got problems, buddy. I don't know what to say. I, I how, say how, how far can we take this metaphor? I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> back home is a cool chill it. song. <laughs> death, death cabbage. Yeah, um, And then bottle it up is your is is the jam that you liked. Oh, I loved it, man. It's classic Sherwood. It reminds me of "Sing But Keep Going," the the record that I I really liked that I kind of was introduced to. I think I might have was summer EP before or after that. Uh, summer EP was after. Okay, yeah. So "Sing But Keep Going" was the first um, the first I'd heard of Sherwood back before I even kn- knew you. It was just you were part of the scene and you played with. Uh, this Providence and some guys who were local. I remember I th- I think I went to a show just as a just to support our friends' band. No and way! You, and you guys no played. way! Yeah. And everyone Man. was talking about it. And everyone had the record. Everyone was talking about it. They they loved it. And I still love that record. It's high energy. Um, it's a it's a unique sound for that time period for that scene. It was. It's kind of sparse, but still like there's big rock drums. It's kind of raw, but still kind of full. It's just. It's 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 an interesting sound. And I remember Dan saying like, "Yo, yeah, we tracked that in like a week." And I'm like, "Really?" Because it sounds so good for being like an independent album. So, anyways, I first heard uh, "Bottle It Up," and I was like, "This reminds me of like classic Sherwood." It's just got that high energy. It's got that telly sound. Uh, 
and he just yeah. rocks. It's great. Yeah, I often think about Sigma Keep Going was uh, uh, the first time our band, like, we, we really tried hard, but we put that record out and it seemed like for a while there, it was like, we'd play in certain markets and people would come out. Um, I, that was the first time we were out of town and like a couple hundred people would come to a show and we were like out of town. Right. You know what I mean? Like not in San Luis Obispo. Yeah going yeah. whoa that's like the beginning stages of like uh, internet music being shared and and it actually having a huge impact on your on your draw thousands of miles from home whereas before you would have to have some sort of radio campaign get you out there yeah i know and so that's cool that song reminds you of those times and this is where the this is the song where the album title comes from the last line they say some things never leave you So we pulled the and it's album the nostalgic classic. It's the one that like is the throwback track, which is great. I love it. It splits uh, it splits the record right there in the middle. Yeah, it's and it's core. cool because Dan Dan fought for that album title, or he at least went through the lyrics and said we could come up with a good album title. And I was ready just to kind of pick whatever. And he was like, No, 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 no. Let's get, let's get a good album title. So uh, kudos to Dan for pushing us uh, yeah is, there was uh, I, I remember actually he sent us over like three options yeah and dan will do this he'll he'll, he'll do he'll, these yeah, he'll pull. voting systems he should have been a pollster <laughs> or something you know yeah. for like politics because he polls everybody on everything he gets a lot of input but i, I remember yeah. i dropped my input i don't know if i i don't know if i actually voted for that one but it's really grown on me i like that when you abbreviate some things never leave you it spells stanley Without yeah. the A, yeah. but you can put it together, kind of like a EDM band. Damn. So talk about talk about track seven, together alone. So yeah, we won't make you uh, suffer through this uh, podcast too much longer. Um, together alone. Um, this is just like, uh, like today. Okay. So let's, let's, let's be real here. I'm, I'm, I had to go into town to drop my, my brother and sister-in-law off at the airport and I had to go to a coffee shop to finish editing the podcast, um, with Chris Hoke and I was behind and I was kind of frantic. So I found a coffee shop, dude, I'm sitting there editing this podcast my headphones in. I'm like listening to Chris's words and taking out the ums and the space and the background noise and adding music and such. And, dude, everyone's on their phone. Like, couples come in, they sit down, they get coffee, and then they just... And I'm, like, sitting there behind, like, five people, and I can just see their... their can't see what they're looking at, but I can see, oh, that guy's on Instagram, that guy's on Twitter. Right. And I'm just, like... And, you know, when you're doing creative projects, you space out for, like, five seconds, you collect your thoughts, and you come back, and then you grind it out. And I'm just, like, looking around. Everyone's on their phone. It's a, it's a problem. It's probably yeah, one of the... Alone. So this is a song I wrote almost the whole thing, um, which is kind of rare for a Sherwood song. Most of the time, Dan 
has his his way with mm-hmm. with the songs. So this one started with me and the and the melodies and the lyrics and everything. So I was out one night with my kid in the backyard and I just went the moment when you're driving yeah, yeah. and your friends are fast and then the, and then then uh, the whole song kind of came together. So it's uh, it's just uh, it's these happened, moments where yeah, that's happened to me too where it's just it's just the first line of the song jumps into your head and you go, "Well, there it is." And then you just follow you just follow the you follow the line, and then the song finishes. <laughs> but I'm used to sending those ideas to Dan and him going, "Yeah, it's okay." <laughs> but he and listened. Like, he cool. heard it, and he goes, "That's great." No, yeah, this is like the first time I sent him something I like wrote a lot, a big portion of, and I was like, "What do you think?" He's like, "I like it." And I'm like, "What the hell? Great. The work of Jesus in your life is, is <laughs> monumental." So are you coming with me? So talk about yeah. so talk about track nine. We got three tracks left. We can go through them all. So talk yeah. about the first. Um, the first, which that oh, that's up there. Um, the first, yeah, that's 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 a love song that Dan wrote. Um, ah, yeah, yeah. I think I remember him saying that his wife Jaffrey had never um, always bugged him because he never wrote a love song for her. So I think that's. He was doing his due diligence as a husband. Uh, I like it. It's a good song. It's a good love song. I'm just noticing now, dude, on the vinyl, I don't think we included the first lyrics on the final artwork. (laughs) The little things. I mean, that's just how it happens, right? Like, there's always some sort of small... There's no no lyrics for the first. Well, there you go. Sorry, Jaffrey. <laughs> Dan tried. He really tried to put this up, but then the gods decided, the art gods decided not to add the lyrics. Have I ever told you that you were the first to bathe me in water, quenching my thirst? Have I ever told you that you are the last one, that you are the last one, because you There's so much more questions that I've never had before. Could not imagine this setting sun. The old ways. I love how this record ends, man. I mean, this is some of, it seems like some of the most mature lyrics uh, or thoughtful or existential lyrics that I've heard come from Sherwood. I mean, you guys have always killed nostalgia, um, nouns, people's pla- people, places, things. Like, y- you can put someone in a scene really well. But this stuff is like, it seems like really heady and, and different. Uh, talk about talk about the old ways. 
And this song's so short, I could just read the lyrics. I think it's kind of the only song sure. I think is pretty cool. It says, yeah. it's the same as the day I started out. I don't really want to change. I don't need to figure it out. Every morning the same. I wash my hands of me. I put one hand, one foot in front of the other. I'm not who I could be. But when the old ways don't work anymore, when your mind's made, there's no room anymore. There was a time I would sing, drifting off to sleep, and every night I could hear your melody. Now in the darkness I lay, and all that's left of me is just one foot in front of the other. I'm not who I could be. So, the um, old ways when the old ways don't work anymore. Yeah. When the old When the old ways don't work. Yeah, you guys don't have a lot of kind of sad songs or songs that are super reflective in that way. I mean, as far as I, far as my limited scope of fanship. So I really, I really appreciated that. And then, I mean, that goes right into the unknown, which I think is my favorite, my favorite song on the album, which you've guys stuck at the end. But it's because it's a killer ending track. Uh, But yeah, talk about the unknown and kind of what arrived. You know, why is this the song that? It seemed like you and Dan kind of saw eye to eye on this as being something that you'd want the fans to hear first and something that was kind of a unified front between the two of you. Yeah, I think it's cool whenever there's a song that's like six minutes, but the lyrics is like three lines. So um, that's always something fun and special. Um, just kind of the song, it was just meant to sort of be powerful, but didn't need a lot of words to make it powerful. Um I don't know. This song just had a lot of emo throwback feelings, and uh, it, it just kind of started off with like a cool little riff, and then like I, I really fought to make the first two lines kind of kind of powerful and really just you know two hands hold my father's cup, once his drink, the other stuck on everything I've tried to push away. So uh, and then the, and then the devil whispers uh, sort of this. Uh, very uh you can live a thousand years if you stay on the straight and narrow way so uh, a, a very spiritual tempting moment where um i like the yeah you're, you there's a scene you, you immediately you put the listener in in a place in a scene physically and then here's the situation where you're tempted to stay but it's kind of ironic that the devil's tempting you to do that when you your whole life that's what that's what god wants for you (laughs) i think staying on the straight and narrow way actually uh uh in this in the classical conservative sense is just really um impossible i don't know this song just feels really honest to me just kind of really like calling out like a lot of the this traditional kind of the certainty and the yeah the canned answers, a lot of canned spiritual answers that we were kind of fed growing up, which is kind of what this whole thing is. If you if you consider yourself a spiritual person, you believe in something that can't be known. There's something yeah. outside. There's something spiritual outside of the physical. When you really step back and you give up control of your life, and you say, you know what, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna kind of let 
this thing become something in my life. Uh, I'm not going to force it to become something. What, what's right. going to happen? Yeah. You have this beautiful transformation of letting go of your strict, rigid, I know everything. Right. I'm just going to let go. You guys, this album's really good. Uh, type in Sherwood, Some Things Never Leave You in any of your online music listening destinations. Or go to SherwoodMusic.net and you can purchase it right from the band. Uh, highly recommend you guys checking this out, especially since it's summertime and there's a lot of feeling good on this record. The summertime, it'll it'll satisfy your summertime blues. And you're a good feel you're, you're a good friend, Matt. You're, you've taken this whole podcast episode to talk about my my, my band and well, my I record. Well, you can return the favor when the classic crime has a new record. Out. I will, man. I'm going to ask you. <laughs> Ask you all kinds of dirty secrets. We gotta support each other. We're in this. We're in this together alone. All right. Enough metaphors. Jam the jam the song, you guys, and and pick up the record. Until next week. Listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com. Shh.